It's time for The Outspoken Cyclist, your weekly conversation about bicycles, cyclists, trails, travel, advocacy, the bike industry, and much, much more. You can subscribe to our weekly podcast at OutspokenCyclist.com or through your favorite podcatching app to listen anytime. Now here's your host, Diane Jenks. and welcome to The Outspoken Cyclist. I'm your host, Diane Jenks. Thanks for joining me today. There is only one word for my guest today, and that word is hero. And Lynn Salvo is definitely one of mine. Back in 2019, pre-COVID, of course, I spoke with Lynn as she was riding across Canada as the oldest woman to complete the coast-to-coast ride for a Guinness World Record. Two days ago, September 15th, and ahead of Hurricane Lee that was about to pummel Maine, Lynn completed her 2023 West East Coast ride to break a record set by another woman under a completely different set of rules, and break it she did, once again becoming the oldest woman to ride across the U.S. on a bike. With her 74th birthday coming up September 21st, I was fortunate enough to sit down with Lynn as she rode into Northeast Ohio on August 27th. It was like sitting down with an old friend and picking up where we might have left off decades ago, chatting, laughing, and enjoying the company. Listen in. It's been a long time since I spoke with you, Lynn, and um, you are traveling for the second time cross-country to break another Guinness record. Right. And this time, because why? <laughs> why are we doing this again? Well, um, it's actually my fifth transplant now. I see. <laughs> if one is good, five are better. Um, but the first one was 2015. The first, first one on which I set a record was 2016. And last summer, some friends who I'm actually going to see tomorrow were telling me, you know, so-and-so is trying to break your record this summer. And I thought, oh, okay, well, and they said, and you always said it ought to be broken. And I said, yeah, you're right, I did say that. And um, so I followed it, and the rules had been significantly relaxed since the first time since I had done it. And so there were things that were happening on this ride that I said, there's no way they're going to accept that record. So And so I was just thinking, well, I'll just break my own record. I want to do a nice trip in 23, and I'll break my own record. But in the meantime, that record was accepted. So now I'm just trying to get my record back. So what kind of rule cha- rules changes were there um, that allowed them to break the record that you thought they wouldn't? So, for example, the... Um, the person's official was also her crew. And the official is given the right to deem any piece of road too dangerous to cycle. It could be a bridge, it could be just a highway. And the official picked at least at least 80 miles worth of places that he deemed were too dangerous. And so she got rides for those 80 miles. So she got she got rides, yeah. For, for well, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> it 
Did you listen to my interview with Jenny Graham, who did the Round the World? Oh, I, I don't think I have. Okay, that, so because she, yeah, right, right, right. Um, Coffee first, then the world. Yeah, yeah. So I love that book, and I don't. I have to be very honest, and everybody knows this. I don't read books cover to cover when they're sent to me because I want the author to flesh it out. Oh, but in this case, I turned to page one and that was it. I couldn't put it down. Oh, my goodness. But that was one of the issues she had was that she wanted to be 100 percent on her own. And so um, I can understand why you wanted to do it this way. Uh, And and I'm glad that that you did. When did you start this this journey this This, year? I started on June 18th. from. Ocean Shores, Washington, which is pretty much due west of Tacoma. And your final destination is? Is Portland, Maine. And when do you expect to be there? The game plan, the schedule is September 17th. So you've come 2,800 miles approximately? Where are you? Where are you? It's close to 3,200. Something I have. Okay, from Washington to Maine, I guess. I think of um, flying from Cleveland to LA, it's like, but it's probably a little longer what you're doing. Well, the way we did it, my friend um, Kellen, I was with two friends from Kansas for the first 2,200 miles. Oh, nice. And Kellen was trying to do as much as she could of the Great American Rail Trail, even though it's more of an aspiration than a real thing yet. Yeah. And right. They're getting there. Yeah. And so the route was not straight. It was like this and up like this. And, down so it wasn't a straight route. I'm doing much more straight for the finish. What's what's your average mileage each day, approximately? Uh, Fifty to sixty depends. I we had we've had two days where we had a fantastic tailwind, and we did two days with the cycling in one day. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and we all like that. Yeah. Well, around here, doesn't matter which direction you're going, you will not usually get a tail. Really. Did you get one today? No, we had a See, and you're going east. 60 miles ahead of today. That's Cleveland. If you don't like the weather, wait a minute. <laughs> and at least you weren't here last week during the horrible storms. We Apparently, there were three tornadoes. Three tornadoes. I believe it because we saw wreckage, trees down everywhere. We saw a house with a tree through the roof. Yeah. Let's take a moment to reintroduce you. We're speaking with Lynn Salvo. She is on her fifth cross-country trip, this time to break her own Guinness record being the oldest woman to do a transcontinental ride all right how old are you i'll be 74 in less than a month what's your birthday september 21st mine's on halloween so well i got another big one coming well good for you um good for you oh that's usually like uh isn't that the fall equinox or fall solstice I, i don't know what the hell it's called it's that thing that happens on the 21st of September. I think it is there. Very cool. Very cool. What you ride? Did you get a new bike? No, this is the bike I've had since the ride across Canada in 2018. It is a new frame because I managed to scrape some some of the carbon in one of the stays. So I got a new frame, but the rest of the bike is the same. So you're riding so a carbon bike mm-hmm. and you're carrying all your own gear? Yeah. Ah, no. No, it's a Cannondale synapse. Okay. And with, um, it's gravel enabled. So I've got 32 tires and I've got DO2 shifters. I've got disc brakes. It's a sweet bike. 
How often have you charged your system? Very seldom. Yeah, it goes about a thousand miles. I check it every time I finish, just in case. Good idea, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing like going somewhere and having no gears. No. That's a bad thing. So where's your gear? Um, so my sister-in-law, we've had three different side drivers. So my sister-in-law has been doing it for almost two months straight. She she finishes tomorrow. Tomorrow's her last day. It might be the day after, but I think no, it might be the day after. But she she is tired. <laughs> <laughs> and funny how the rider is not, <laughs> but she is. Yeah. So so is she your husband's sister? She's my. Brother's, brother's wife. wife. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I had a 50-50 shot. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> and I blew it. So what does your husband think about this crazy stuff you do? Um, he probably wishes I weren't doing it. So kind of understand because when I met him, I was on a lark, which was a trip to Italy to study art for a year. And I met Andrew, so he knows I'm adventurous by by nature. How long ago was that? That was 50 years ago. Our 50th that? anniversary is coming up this December. Where in in um, Europe were you studying? In France? I was studying in Italy, in Florence. Oh, but what a city. <laughs> but the uh, universities would go on strike frequently to see either the students or the professors. And so when they did, I would go, oh, wherever. And this was in the spring, I want to say May. And I happened to go to the American Express office. This is 50 years ago before cell phones, before social media, before of course. You know, everything. And I ran into a college homie in the American Express office in Florence. I can absolutely believe it. <laughs> and um, And we both wanted to go to the south of Italy, but neither of us wanted to go alone. So we went together and we hitchhiked as far as Orieto. And then in Orieto, we had, a, we had our sign for Naples. And three buses stopped. And it was the nuns with their charges. And they literally took us to the nunnery. <laughs> <laughs> Take thee to the nunnery. That seems to be something from Shakespeare, as I remember. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. And then while we were there, my my college homie, Maisie, had sailed or was currently a sailor. And she saw sailboats down on the Bay of Naples. And she said, he liked to hitchhike arrive on a sailboat. <laughs> so somehow we managed to find our way down to a marina. And we're looking at the boats. And there's one with a name in English called Morning Song. And we're just looking at it. And this man comes out and he says, would you like to see the boat? And we look at each other and we say, sure. <laughs> What's to say no? <laughs> okay. I love the story. And then after he showed us around, he said, would you like to go out on the boat? And we look at each other and we say, sure. <laughs> and he said, let me call my first mate, the craziest man in the world. And that was, that is my husband. The craziest man in the world? Okay, yes. now you do not have to explain to me anything about you taking these trips because you married the craziest man in the world i mean i get it what does he do or what he, did he he's do? retired he worked at uh he was a lawyer in italy and then he worked at the library of congress in the u.s what a cool life 
What kind of art were you studying? Sculpture. Funny you say that. So my daughter went to Sarah Lawrence and her best friend, who is still her best friend, and we're talking, she graduated in 1994, um, was a sculpture major and studied in Italy Ooh. for her junior year while my daughter was in France studying, oh. studying her. She did film. Wow. So I get it. I get it. That's what a wonderful story, Lynn. I love it. There's another little piece to of it. Of course there is. <laughs> so it probably isn't going to happen the way I was hoping, but Giovanni was going to come up for the finish and spend a week driving safe with my son. Oh, he is Italian. Probably isn't because his little dog is not well. Um, and so, um, but we were going to go. Maisie lives in Maine. And after the finish, we were going to go drive and visit Maisie, and we haven't seen her in 50 years. Does she know you're coming? She knows that we're planning to come. She doesn't know that we probably aren't coming. Oh, maybe she can come down and see you. Uh, I might mention that. That would be really, really nice. Yeah. Let me take another moment to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Lynn Salvo. We're sitting in a Wyndham Hotel in Mentor, Ohio, which is about a half hour from my house. I'm so lucky that Lynn decided to come through Cleveland uh, on her way east from uh, Ocean Shores, Washington, on her way to Portland, Maine. And so the total number of days looks like... Angel. Yeah, okay, cool. And so how are you going to doc document this? I, I know that the Guinness World Records are convoluted in some ways. How are you documenting this for them? So... Interesting thing is that with the relaxed rules, the documentation is so much simpler. So I used to get two witnesses, total strangers a day, just right. walk up to people and say, could you please fill out this form? Don't have to do that anymore. Um, and no more video. We had to get 10 minutes of video a day, which is really hard to do. Why did they relax the rules, do you think? I think they outsourced it to them. Um, and the, or other organization chooses the rules. Eh, I kind of like the old ones because they're I more stringent and yeah. it, it holds you to the to the sort of um, essence of the of the um, event. You know, the idea of setting a record and, yeah, and keeping it real. Yeah, the real. So you can imagine. Okay, so we are in Gardner. And we're about to go into Yellowstone. Uh, Yellowstone, yes. Okay. And they're they have all the flooding, so they had to build a new entrance road. Right. And the entrance road is like this, and it's like this. Well, you have to tell people because they're not going to see this. Oh. So the entrance road is it's steep, <laughs> very very steep, and curvy. It's like four miles, a thousand feet up. Wow. And very curvy, no shoulders, RVs going up and down it. Um, That's terrible. Motorcycles, um, drop-offs on either side. Whose uh, idea was it? Never mind. <laughs> Clearly, brilliant planners. Well, I think they had to do it in a hurry. Yeah, you had to open up the park again. Sure. So I didn't sleep very well the night before, and um, you know, just not pretty scared, quite honestly. I wasn't sure I could do that. I would have to walk the bike, which is actually okay. Mm -hmm. That's allowed. And I went up to purchase my tickets with my senior pals. And she said, you have to put your bike in the sidecar. I said, what? 
I'm trying to set a record. I can't do that out loud. She said, federal regulations came down effective this morning. Wow. And so, boy, I said, I want to see those regulations. I took photos of them. I was able to get in touch with my records manager on the spot. I sent him the photos and he, he said, okay, hey, you have no choice. I had no choice. I literally had no choice. He said, just make up the miles. You can make up four miles easily. You can't sure. make up a thousand feet easily. No. So it was just the miles that he went. And then that same day, we had another place where there was road construction and another 1.2 miles that they made me get into the final car. Interesting. So, well, it's been kind of one of those years. Tell me about the climate coming across the country. I mean, we've got these horrific storms, this heat dome, floods, fires. It's just like, you know, Mother Nature decided to let loose this year. So I'm very superstitious about talking about weather. But okay. I'm just going to put it out there because we have had, I have had unbelievably fantastic weather. There was a day where we were going obviously west to east, kind of southeast-ish, and there was a storm cell above us and a storm cell below us. We went right through the middle. It's so interesting you say that because we have had here in Northeast Ohio a very similar experience. The storm last Thursday was really, it was the first tornado to hit in 54 years, number one. But we've pretty much, where's that wood we can knock on? Dodge the bullet. We've dodged the bullet most of the year. And if people want to, you know, I don't want them to come here. Just leave us alone. (laughs) Do not flood Northeast Ohio because it's a great place to live. You know, we open the lake. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And thank you for saying that. Well, it's... I was dumbstruck by absolutely hunger as soon as we turned onto the lake. What is this beautiful place? This perfectly blue water and people kayaking. Oh, just. Where did you come in? We came in. Oh, yeah. Up in the near the islands. Yeah, it's beautiful up there. And then you go through. um, Did you come through Sandusky and and down? Well, I don't know. Cedar Point, which is. I saw Cedar Point. I saw a sign to it, but. Yeah, that's our big amusement park, which I, which I don't find amusing at all, but that's a different story. So where are you headed? Okay, you did 29 miles of total headwinds. To, no, 60 miles. Six, you, it was 29 miles that you had left when we right, got. Right. Okay, so you did 60 miles of total headwinds today, heading from west to east. Welcome to Ohio. Where are you going tomorrow? You're in Mentor, Ohio today. So tomorrow we are going to Cunningham. Oh yeah, very nice. Another another kind of lake town. And, and then what through Erie? Three, um, then we're going to northeast Pennsylvania. Okay. And then up, cutting up not to Buffalo, but across New York. Are um, you taking her? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I know where Dunkirk is. It's between eighty six and um, and Buffalo. Yeah, I know exactly where it is. So um, then you'll be in New York. So you're going to be in just PA for like a one day. night. Yeah, one night. Yeah. Wow. What what have you found to be the worst experience so far of your trip? And clearly it isn't weather. So is there anything else? COVID. Oh, how is COVID affecting? You would think that it would be okay, but actually you are just clear of COVID. Just clear. We clear. Yep. How'd you get it? Do you know? I don't know, but I left my Kansas friends on August 6th. Okay. I did not get it. And I got it. A few days later. 
So something happened. And in fact, that was one of our tailwind days. We were supposed to stop in Fremont, Nebraska, but I was there by 9.30 in the morning. So we kept going to Council Bluffs, Iowa. I think that is. Is that right? I think so, yeah. And I think it might have been somewhere in Council Bluffs that I got exposed. Did you I get sick? I coughed. So that's why you tested. Did you uh, did you bring tests with you? We got them. You bought them? Yeah. yeah, we bought them. And it was actually Sandra took. I had a cough. And then Sandra got my cough. We were in a beautiful Muscatine. We were in Muscatine, Iowa. And Sandra started coughing the way I was coughing. She said, no, it's just peanuts. I said, yeah. So we tested. She tested first. And... I tested after, but it was a defective test kit. So I didn't have a result, and I didn't get a result until maybe two days later. But I'm pretty sure I gave it to her. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. <clears throat> you took a fall. Yes. When? So that was yesterday. Where? Uh, 10 miles west of Lorraine, there's a railroad bridge. And I was coming up the railroad bridge, no problem. <laughs> and there was an expansion joint that went... Very diagonal, and I just didn't see it caught my mouth and went down really hard, really hard. It's one of the worst. Well, you see your arm is bandaged. Yeah, maybe the worst. I mean, Ooh. I can show you this. Yeah, it's, it's going to get worse. <laughs> well, maybe. Fortunately, I was incredibly lucky. It's not the first time. It's maybe the third time that we've had a road angel. I don't think I was all the way down, and there was a blue truck that pulled over to check on me. Wow. Unbelievable. He didn't see me go down, but he was there. His name was Carl. Really good human being. He Thank did. you, Carl. He had medical stuff on his truck. He would not leave until he was 100% sure it was okay. He had, we put alcohol on this and uh, like, like I was having to put my head between my knees. It hurt so bad. Right. And it took me a good 20 minutes to regather myself. And in the meantime, Sandra found me, and so she she was ready to take over. He was ready, but he would. I he said, "I'm not going to leave till you're sure you're okay." And I thought, "I'm I'm okay now, but I'm not sure about my bike because I have had a fall with my bike where I flatted. It was that very similar thing. So I know about going across curves. I know to go diagonal. diagonal. Sure, and I just didn't see this expansion joint. So um, very similar situation, and I also had road angels in that situation. Anyway, Carl, and my bike was damaged, and I had a flat. This time, my handlebars are a little crooked, but that's all so far that I've discovered. And I got on it, and it worked, and I gave him a thumbs up, and he was okay to leave. If I had known that, I would have had Brian come with me, and he would have checked your bike out. Oh, really, really, really technical wow. bikes. So have you been able to use any bike paths or trails a across? Few. A few. The so trail through Cleveland. We were on that. Oh, one. nice. Oh, but then we came to a complete dead end. The bridge, Santa Street Bridge was closed. And so. Oh, that's because Brian said, why don't, why doesn't she go down into the flats? Well, apparently you did. <laughs> and you didn't. Okay. And How'd you get back out? So idea is to use my brain and not my feet to get out of a situation like that. Okay. So we did Google Maps and we used right with G not right with GPS. Uh, the Garmin doesn't autocorrect. 
And I saw that there was this thing called Riverbed. Riverbed, that's correct. <laughs> and we got on it and it said, chance of landslide. So they're not safe, but it wasn't closed. It wasn't, you know, didn't yeah. have the, the, barriers. the barriers. So, and we knew it went to a place we needed to go. So we took it and went through the mud at the end. And then we, then we were going to go across that green bridge on Columbus Road. Columbus Road. Mm -hmm. yeah. In the flats, yeah. I can, anyway, you know, better than I do. Green, a beautiful green bridge. I think it was a lake bridge. Yeah. And you just got, you got north toward, toward the lake. But then we realized that there was a bike path right there. So we took yes. that and that was where um, the garment was sending in the bike path. So we took the bike path and then we turned right on that hill like this straight up. That's the northern terminus of the Ohio Erie Canal. Towpath really? Path Trail. They, that has uh, just recently finished that part. That last mile was just finished this year. Oh my goodness. It's been 30 some odd years in the making this trail that goes now. If you took it south, you could get um, really far, <laughs> really, really far, like three, four hundred miles. Yeah, it's it's very cool. Um, that's paved, but a lot of it is limestone as you get down south of here into places called Peninsula in that area. So we have actually been on quite a few trails because Callan loves trails and she loves gravel. So we did, we were on the, uh, a trail that goes, the Cascades to Palouse or Palouse to Cascades, I forget which way it is. Trail, which is not very good. Okay. And we went through the Snoqualmie Tunnel and we were on, help me out. It's uh, in the in the Black Hills. A governor started the trail, but he was killed in an airplane crash before it was done. Um, Mickelson, the Mickelson Trail. And, and that's in the Dakotas. In the Dakotas, yes. Did you go through the Katy Trail at all? No, not on the Okay. Trail. I was on you were on that when you passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Kellen built in as many trails as she possibly could. Yeah. But there were a few that were not passable. Interesting. The Cal we were on the Cowboy Trail, which we had read terrible things about. And it was fun. Go until figure. The last, until the last piece of them I got on the road. It was yeah. miserable. How's traffic been? How are how are you being treated on the road? I have 99.999% of the time great. Yeah, people are giving us plenty of room. Every once in a while, you see the guy, you're on a two-way. And there's there's a truck here, and there's a car behind it. There's a thin patient and comes around in our way to pass it. And right. So I've seen, you know. Cars coming kind of up. There was a little teeny town. I had just been on the highway for I don't know how many miles on a nice safe shoulder. And I come out in this little town and somebody's on their cell phone comes across the center line right at me. And I I had a helmet light that's blinky and I think it caught them at the just at the right moment. And they, Good thing. they go, oh, yeah, I should be here. And they sort of and I sort of, but you know, for the most part, people have been very considerate. Iowa was quite a surprise. Just Iowa is not what you think. <laughs> no, it was wonderful. I went you weren't there during Brad, right? Brad, no, okay. we were there about two weeks after. Yeah. And people were so nice, and the towns were beautiful. Yeah, Atlanta and Muscatine. Muscatine is complete surprise. As honestly as Cleveland was, I knew nothing about Cleveland, and we've had nothing but 
Joke's up in the head. And we've had nothing but joy here in Cleveland going through. It's uh, it's kind of a buried treasure. It's kind of nice. <laughs> we like it. Actually, if you had more time, there are some really cool things about Cleveland besides our world-class orchestra, which right now is playing at its summer home called Blossom Music Center down near Akron. We have a world-class museum. We have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You were by the Science Center and the Rock Hall today. Right. Yeah, so yeah, we got some cool stuff going on here. And if you need to be sick, Ohio's or Cleveland's a good place. It's got the Cleveland Clinic and the University Hospital System. This is the place. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying you want to be sick ever, <laughs> but if you have to be, I guess it's a good place to be. Well, yeah, one of the first things right now mm-hmm. um, had her own business as a museum consultant, so she knows people in all the museums all along the way. She knows, oh, oh, that's cool. It's very interesting. So, when you're finished with this tour, what's next? I know you've probably got plans already. I have two semi-plans. Semi-plans. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean? So in 19, in 2020, we all know what happened in 2020. And again in 2022, I had the North Sea, somewhere, no, the Arctic, the Arctic Ocean to the Mediterranean Sea. I had that booked end to end twice. Wait, Arctic Ocean so, to the Mediterranean Sea? So Norway to Spain. On what? On a bicycle? Yes. What the hell, Glenn? <laughs> How and far it, is that? It's 5,000 miles. And it included a week in Russia, which is why I couldn't go in 22. Right. I, I even have just gotten my visa to go through Russia. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Right? No. So, so okay, so that got kiboshed. Yeah, so Europe is it's thoroughly planned. It's in the back of my mind. If the if I if the if the planets line up, I would love to do that. Sounds like a, a hell of a trip. <laughs> what about the southern hemisphere? I haven't even thought about southern oh, hemisphere. But that's in <laughs> another million years. Okay. Yeah. But the other trip you'd be particularly interested in because it's a David Goodrich trip. He, he wants to ride from Key West all along the East Coast, places that are going to be... On the Green Bay? He wants to Green. He wants to follow, probably. But he wants to go on place, to places that are someday not going to be there anymore. <laughs> he better hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a conversation with him this morning, you know, email, because he said, Lens in town. I'm like, oh, oh, I forgot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's actually, that would be fun. I love Key West. I haven't been as far as Key West. I love Key West. I've done the East Coast. Yeah, Key West is cool. Well, that's an interesting trip. That sounds like something. He, he wants to go to places that he thinks won't be there anymore. I love that idea because, as I said, he better hurry up. There are going to be some that are probably not going to be there after this year with these hurricanes, these big um, weather events. So um, do you have kids? I have two kids. What the hell do they think about their mother? <laughs> I. I said I would admit it. I'm not sure my daughter can, but I think they're proud. I would be. I would be <laughs> over the moon. <laughs> they're obviously older. They're they're adults. So. They're um, 39 and 43. Yeah. Yeah. So and I said it's going to be the, say, the final say. Drive. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you have kids? No, they don't have kids. Yeah, mine neither. No what's, what's wrong with this that generation? No. Mine said no kids. I can't answer that, but not on air. 
All right, I'll wait till we uh, kill this and I'll ask that question again. That's great. I can't wait to hear it. Well, in this, I, I knew this was going to be fun and it has been fun. And I'm really glad that I got to actually see you in person. Yeah. That I got to, yeah, it is very lucky. And, you know, it's a great night. It's a Sunday evening here in Cleveland. We've been speaking with Lynn Salvo. She is on her way to Portland, Maine. She left Ocean Shore, Washington on June 18th. And she's going to let me know when she arrives. And we are going to take ourselves a little selfie and we'll post it. And do you have a website? I do. And we will get the website up on the uh, on the show, too. What is the website? We'll just tell people, too. It's all one word. Life is like a bike. Oh, right. Dot WordPress.com. So I blog every night and I include. I, I, so I don't just ride 50, 60 miles a day. I write a short story every day which is the blog. And I try to make it a story as opposed to I ate this and I went here. Right. You know, it's, like so of, it's not just a... Kind of under tutelage of David Gertz. You know, it's got to be a story. So, um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, and I include ride details at the end and at the very end, I include a relive video. Do you, do you know what relive is? What's relive? It's, it's an app that takes the ride that you've done and it takes the photos that you've taken and puts them where they happened on the ride. And you can label it and you can pick music and you can run it slow or fast. And it shows where you went and what you saw, what you took pictures of, and it's absolutely delightful. And so it lets you relive your trip. So That's so much fun. And at the very bottom of each blog, there's a relive. Okay, I'll check video. it out. Check and, it out. And they're they're actually a lot of work to make because I edit my photos before I put them in because if you put them in and try to edit them, it, they get stuck. So you want to size them and make sure exactly. that they're what you want them to be. Right. In. So uh, I'll just ask this question. How long are these relived oh, um, movies or videos? Two, three minutes at the most. Wow. So you put in a lot of upfront work just to get that. People don't understand about how editing works. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a it's a chore. Right. It's and chore. I and I usually watch it probably three times before I was satisfied because some once in a while it'll put a river picture up on top of a hill or a mountain or something, and I have to just edit the location. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I hear the word artist. <laughs> yeah. Lynn, thank you so much. Stay thank safe, you. keep the rubber side down. Thank I you, really Diane. appreciate it. It was wonderful talking with you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Lynn Salvo today. Clearly, there is no stopping her. If you'd like to see her blog entries and daily videos, log on to lifeislikeabike.wordpress.com. Upcoming on the podcast, I speak with Johnny Coast from Coast Cycles about his experience as support for Team Coast at Perry Breast Perry this year. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find show notes, links, and photos, and a transcript of the show at OutspokenCyclist.com. I hope you have a great day. Stay well, stay safe, and remember, there is always time for a ride. Bye-bye.
Thanks for joining us today on The Outspoken Cyclist with Diane Jenks. We welcome your thoughts and contributions on our Facebook page, or visit OutspokenCyclist.com to leave a comment on any episode. We will be back next week with new guests, topics, conversations, and news from the world of cycling. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app and you'll never miss an episode. The Outspoken Cyclist is a copyrighted production of DBL Promotions with the assistance of WJCU-FM Cleveland, a service of John Carroll University. Thanks again for listening, ride safely, and we'll see you next week.